Welcome to the Rhythms Podcast. My name's Hannah. And my name's Chris. This is a podcast about exploring the rhythms, patterns, and habits that bring joy and add richness to our everyday lives. From daily habits to embracing the changing seasons, it's not about mindless routines, but patterns with purpose. It's about making something special out of something ordinary. If you're someone who wants to move beyond just being more efficient or productive and instead find ways to infuse your days with small, familiar moments that matter, then you've found two new friends with the same goal. Every episode, listen in as we share a reflection on the role of rhythms in our lives. Join our conversation as we unpack this idea further and then spend a moment with us considering how that rhythm could shape or add richness to our lives today. This is episode one, Why Rhythms? Since I was a young child, I remember yearning for, seeking out and crafting rhythms of life. Yes, I was that nine-year-old girl writing her own morning routine on a little whiteboard at the bottom of the staircase, happily skipping along to check off each task as I got ready for school. Made bed, tick, Brush teeth, tick. Shoes on, tick. I remember the excitement of planning for each Christmas Eve when my sisters and I would roll out our paper-thin mattresses and sleeping bags beside the twinkling tree and lay out a plate of cookies for Santa. My sisters and I would tell anyone who'd listen that we weren't allowed to open even our Christmas stockings in the morning until our parents were present. I remember the thrill of counting down the days until we'd head off on our annual summer camping trip. I'd start packing at least a week before we'd leave, adding to and ticking things off my packing list as I went. I couldn't wait to be waking each morning in my little pup tent to the sound of birds and maybe the crying baby in the next tent over. To the daily pattern of going to the camp office to check what activities were being offered that day and of visiting the canteen to pick out five-cent lollies, or maybe even an ice cream. Every day was slow and the same, full of the familiar and of friends. Wonderful. I remember every Sunday morning having to arrive at church early with my pastor parents. Each week I looked forward to settling into the same cosy armchair in an unused office to watch What Now and then the start of The Tribe before friends arrived and the service began. Traditions, patterns, rituals and rhythms. These are the things so many of my childhood memories are made of. And truly, so much of the nostalgia is about the joy of the rhythm, the pattern, the familiarity. Of course, today as an adult, my life continues to be full of rhythms, both the purposeful and the unintentional. And still, the rituals, the rhythms I've intentionally created, they're like a warm embrace. Rhythms, as opposed to routines, take the mundane and turn it into magic. They create a moment in each day to look forward to, moments to rest in. A rhythm will hold you. It will carry you through a day, an environment, a season.
it's true that our world is a world of rhythms. Look to nature. Now, I'm not a science gal, but I notice the same bird song in different seasons outside my window in the morning. They're unique and rhythmic calls like a morning alarm, telling me it's time to quit snoozing. I watch as the moon gets smaller and smaller until it's just a sliver each month, and then back to that full round glow that rules the night. Haven't we all spent an afternoon chasing and being chased by waves at the beach? The tide coming in, moving out, over and over. Even now, place a hand on your chest or reach for a pulse point. Feel your heart beating, blood pulsing through your body. Listen to your breath, in, out. Repeat. Rhythms make the world, your world, go round. As an adult, I've become acutely aware of the significance of rhythms and routines and the hand I can have in creating and inviting them into my life. There's nothing like being responsible for 20 children to wake you up to the importance of familiar routines. Any early childhood teacher, like myself, will tell you of the significance. They provide security, efficiency, belonging. They empower and reassure. They are the steady bead with steps that everyone knows to dance along to throughout the learning environment and throughout the day. Rhythms and rituals are more than efficient routines. There is a richness, a peace and warmth that comes from being in rhythm. Rhythms give shape and harmony. For instance, these days, I still aim for a morning routine. This sometimes goes out the window if I've gone to bed too late watching Survivor. But more and more, I'm trying to make this a purposeful pattern. I wake to the soft glow of a lamp outside my bedroom door. After taking the puppy out, more on how much a new pet will force you to redefine all your familiar rhythms in a future episode, it's time to add some music into the mix. Depending on the time of year, this might be a playlist full of banjos or my favourite coffeehouse jazz. Whatever it is, it's soft and it soothes. It's the start of the hug I'm hoping for from the familiar flow. Next up, coffee and my favourite treat for breakfast. Thick, white, perfectly golden toast, Marmite sparingly spread on with that one perfect butter knife I'm always digging through the cutlery drawer for. This is more than roll out of bed, dress, eat, brush teeth and go. This is not a mundane routine, it's a purposeful pattern. It carries me through the blurry-eyed morning so I can arrive at my destination, work, church, Saturday morning chores, ready, calm, content. Similarly with seasonal rhythms, for example, when autumn is about to arrive, or maybe even a little before that when I'm getting tired of the sweltering summer heat, my music preferences change to autumnal themed playlists, or maybe albums that feel like autumn to me. 
Johnny Swim's songs with strangers, anyone? My daily early evening walk becomes even more important because I can't bear to miss out on the crisp air and golden light. Soup and bread nights are added into the weekly dinner rotation. The moment right after dinner is spent feeding our alpaca zinc pellets while we chat about the day. We start picking up pine cones on Saturday mornings, stockpiling them for the winter. This isn't a to-do list of tasks for March through May. These habits are helping us come into harmony with the season we're entering. In fact, they help us to embrace, look forward to, and relish the season. Not every season of the year, or of life, neither a time of day or environment, is to be relished. And we're sure to talk more about that in the future because, if nothing else, we want this podcast to be based on real life. But in those instances, a rhythm is just as important. Instead, it is there, designed to carry you, to steady you, to help you find small moments of familiar loveliness, to keep our beautiful lives moving, even when they don't feel beautiful. The world is full of rhythms. Your life is full of rhythms. And with a little thought and intention, they can be there because you chose them. So, what do you think? Ready to take the mundane and turn it into magic? Welcome, welcome to the Rhythms Podcast. This is Chris. And Hannah. We're so glad that you're with us. And it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to do this with my friend Hannah. And we have been mulling this idea around for a long time now. We've worked on a podcast together before, haven't we? Yes, you may. If you have young children, you might have heard us. (laughs) Uh, Because it was for kids and families and celebrating Christmas. So this is a little bit different. It is just a little bit, but... Ironically, the topic of rhythms has meant that we've had to create a bunch of new rhythms to make this happen. Yes. Hello, Asana. Hello, Asana. Oh, maybe they could be a a future sponsor, Chris. Yeah, I think, Leah, note that down. Asana, if you're listening, thank (laughs) you. It's been super helpful. Hey, so this podcast is all about crafting rhythms that are meaningful and that add purpose to things that are mundane and A lot of the nucleus of the show has come out of Hannah's practices with rhythms. I'm kind of the opposite of her, actually, which we thought would be a really interesting counterpoint to each other. Yes, because I'm ready to argue with you a little bit, Chris, that you haven't been doing rhythms right. (laughs) Okay, well, have I been doing them wrong? I think that maybe you've been fighting against routines and instead your life could do with some rhythms to bring some magic into your life. We kind of want to go on the journey together a bit because we're we're committed to learning and we're committed to making sense of our world and we're kind of getting to that stage and life stage where we start to ask questions about our existence. But we've always done that, haven't we, Hannah? Yes, we are both overthinkers, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's definitely us. But yeah, you're right. I've realized, I and I talked about this in my reflection, I want to be much more intentional about what's making up my life because it's all of the little moments every day 
that are making my life, right? And so if I can just bring a little bit of magic or I quite liked those words, familiar loveliness into every day, that makes a big difference. That makes a big difference in just those ordinary days. And I I truly believe that that makes a big difference in the really hard days as well, that there's a rhythm that steadies you and carries you like a good piece of music. Again, I briefly mentioned this in my reflection, that's come a lot from my early childhood background. So when you have the responsibility for a lot of children, routines are really, really important. But when you're together all day, every day, and you're with preschoolers, there has to be wonder and magic in every day. Like that's the point of childhood, right? And so I learned that there has to be rituals and rhythms in your day to yeah take away the mundaneness and bring that joy and magic and lovely in, into every day, even in ordinary moments. So that's sort of where my awareness first began was in that space. Yes. And I, I think when I'm the opposite. So I've been mired in routines and I have worked in the same sphere, basically my working life, which is in the non-for-profit sphere. And it's a lot of where Hannah and I have worked together. And yes, every day has started to become the same. And for me, that's really difficult because it feels like, especially this week, it's just sort of melted away into nothing. And I've been trying to be more intentional about making each of the days in this week matter somehow. And I think maybe Hannah finds it easier than me. Yeah. So, okay. So tell us about then, like, how have you ended up here in this podcast, Chris? Like, what has convinced you that your life could do with some rhythm? Why Why are rhythms the answer that you, you know, possibly to that boredom? So I'm watching the recording thing scroll by on my computer, the the recording timeline, and it's reminding me of like a heartbeat, like an EKG. And I feel like this podcast is kind of like my attempt at the defibrillator with pedals, you know, like everything's become quite boring and I've just sort of been in a lull and I just kind of want to grab those pedals and like, you know, and then do the clear <laughs> and, and, you know, just jolt myself into something unique and interesting. And sometimes maybe our rhythms need breaking before they can be rethought and remade. And so that's mm. something that I'm really interested in learning about in this podcast. So I'm ready to do the journey if you are, Hannah. Definitely am. So we've used this phrase rhythms a lot already, and I can imagine that we're going to be saying that word a lot. But what does that actually mean? It's an abstract concept now. But to you, Hannah, what is a rhythm? What, what do you mean by a rhythm? I think what's helpful is to look at the contrast between a routine and a rhythm. So a routine is like a series of actions or tasks that helps you complete a bigger task, right? So maybe your morning routine is to help you get ready for work, get you out the door and get you to work. A ritual or a rhythm has a richness to it. It brings joy. So it's like a rhythm in that it's steady and it's regular. So that's similar to a routine in some ways, but it's more like a piece of music or a piece of art and that the flow brings shape and harmony that ultimately is going to bring joy or a sense of calm or peace. Whereas a routine ultimately is just about getting the task completed. Um, I kind of pulled on this um, idea a little bit in my reflection about my mornings. So 
um, you know, I could just be that idea of like, wake up, get dressed, eat, brush your teeth, go. And I'm not my best self <laughs> when I get to work. And I've just had a, this mundane, mindless routine. So instead, I've had to think about, okay, what is going to help me be the best Hannah when I get to work? And also just so that I also enjoy that hour and a half in the morning because I want to enjoy the moments that make up my days. I love to wake up when it's dark and I have, I'm a little bit going into the smart home world. So I have my lamps already have turned on at 5.30. I'm an early bird. So I wake up to the the lovely soft glow of light. And the first thing I do actually is I turn on my frame TV. So I have some nice artwork <laughs> and I choose some music and I ask Google to play that. I really sound like very into the smart homes. Yeah, now, yeah. It but, sound, but it sounds like it's a new thing. Discovering yes, it. it's very yeah. new and it's very helpful with these rhythms. Breakfast for me is like a really important part of the rhythm. So every morning I make a caramel latte and I have like a specific order and that I pull out the things, but I've got my favorite mug. And I often, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm grinding the coffee beans, I smell like I lift up the beans to my nose and I smell them because I love the smell of the coffee. And when I forget to do that on some days, I miss it. And do you, is that like an intentional choice? So like you actually are like, I'm going to smell these beans and I'm going to savor these beans and the smell of this coffee. Yeah. It's that like slowing down, being present and enjoying the little moments. So I'm enjoying the process of making the coffee just like I'm going to enjoy the product at the end. Yeah. And then there's this like, I think there might actually be two knives of like this old, old cutlery set from when I was a child left, but it's still very difficult to find one of them each morning because there's like a zillion nights. One thing I haven't mentioned yet is I live in community with like my extended family. So there's a lot of knives in the cutlery drawer because there's a lot of us who eat dinner together. But I need to find that one because it is perfect for my Olivani and Marmite toast. It just puts on the perfect amount of Marmite. And if mm -hmm. you're a Marmite eater... You know. Yeah, I'm team Marmite, by the way. Okay. The right team. Again, sponsor, sponsor. Marmite, Marmite. yeah. But Vegemite um, <laughs> listeners will have immediately turned off. And then we might have people on the other side of the world who don't even know what we're talking about. True. So, yeah, hopefully what's coming across is in all of these things, I'm intentionally choosing for the process to be enjoyable. Yeah. So I'm immediately contrasting my morning with yours, which is incredibly rich and full of meaning. And mine is just, firstly, the fact that you can get out of bed is a miracle. I struggle to get out of bed and my wife and I have just started a routine where we take the dog for a walk in the morning. And that has been like total upheaval <laughs> because that's an extra half an hour that we're getting out of bed early. I'm avoiding that because my puppy's not allowed out of the house into the wild for yes, another week. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it because then you have to get up in the morning. Anyway, I, I just, I don't have the same richness as you. I think I brush my teeth and have a shower and even breakfast, you know, is, is not something that I slow down to think about. Breakfast actually is slightly different. We're going to talk about that later. But but this idea of even just getting ready in the morning being something that's really intentional and something that you think about and something that you almost curate that part of your day to set you up really well is quite fascinating. Yeah, so I, I had found I drifted a little bit recently from 
that. And so I think nine-year-old Hannah emerged and I now have another little checklist on my wall in my bedroom. Oh, like a physical checklist. I do. I do. I've tried the apps and things, but I'm still a pen and paper person in lots of ways. And so I do have that list of things like I did when I was nine. I don't feel the need to check them off on a little whiteboard anymore. The novelty of the whiteboard's worn off a bit. I found I just wanted to get really clear about what were those things that were going to help me experience familiar loveliness. And, you know, they're the same things every day, but they're so lovely that I genuinely look forward to them every day, especially the Marmite toast. I think some of your philosophy around rhythms are starting to peek out a little bit in breakfast because I've been on an eating plan. And so breakfast is something that's generally prescribed. Today's protein milk and oats. Uh, tomorrow is a smoothie. And I really look forward to having breakfast now because I'm hungry. Mm. <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. You know, it's okay to look forward to that, that meal. And I generally will have it at work but it's something that's become like a real high point in the morning. And and I think it's just a little peek behind the curtain a bit of what you're experiencing or attempting to experience every morning, which is here's a ritual that's really common. Like everyone's got their breakfast. Here's something that's really simple, that's really ordinary and can be mundane and can be turned into something with meaning. So yeah, this idea of breakfast being something that's a very specific rhythm also lends itself to now thinking, well, there must be hundreds of these things that happen every day in our lives that we just take for granted. And like morning routines are a great example because there's so many aspects of a morning routine that we can have a critical think about and think, oh, you know, I've just been cruising past getting on the bus or even the walk to the bus stop. And that's time that I can make special So obviously we're talking a lot about breakfast, but this podcast is going to be about those really small, familiar, everyday moments. But we also want this to be about how can we also slow down in our days and in our lives and look at how rhythms can bring richness in hard times, in uncomfortable places, situations. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear that. And it's, I think about being really aware and something that we've been mulling over is the idea of active listening. Yes. It's like that doing that in our own life, like actively listening to your life and yourself. Yeah. You listen to what's happening around you a lot. You listen to what other people say about you and to you. But it's very seldom that we turn the ear inwards and listen to ourselves and maybe what our bodies are trying to say to us physically or mental health. Totally. Well, I was going to say, I think the workplace would be a wonderful place to establish some life-giving rhythms because I know sometimes I would like dread going into meetings or you might not be in a workplace with meetings, but there can be times when we're dreading going into something and it could be because of boredom, but sometimes it's because of like fear or stress. Mm. And so that's like a perfect opportunity to think, okay, well, what do I need? You know, this happens on the regular. 
Yeah. I, I'm not cutting this out of my life. Yeah. So what can I do? What can I put around this? What's a rhythm that is going to bring joy into this? And it could be that it needs to be a rhythm that's just looking after yourself a little bit. Or it could be that it's just bringing some joy into it. So, for instance, if you have any say in how a meeting goes, how can you start it off or have a break in the middle or whatever that takes it from something mundane or intimidating and bring some of that familiar loveliness into it? Or that sounds like a little bit wishy-washy or a bit soft, doesn't it? That will appeal to some personality types. But for others, the idea of like energy and that like wide-eyed excitement and which can come from ordinary things. So how could you bring that into a workplace for yourself or even for other people? Yeah, or even from a pragmatic standpoint, a rhythm can be almost like equipment to sort of yes. deal with the day. Like yes. having a set parameter around a certain act or a certain thing that you do every day. It like gives you a baseline by which to react to and to measure. So like a rhythm for a meeting is that maybe you have to practice patience, which I'm sure <laughs> we both have had to. And I think some of the rhythm is you put something in before you, in your life, before you go into the meeting or after it. Yes. You know, to like support you to do that, to be that, to yes. get through that. Yeah. So that could be that you make sure every time you go into the meeting, you try and like personally connect with someone while you're waiting for the late arrivals, because that's going to help you be more, it's going to be interesting rather than you just everyone sitting there on their phones, but also it is going to help you be more patient because you've like made personal connection with someone. Make that part of the rhythm as well. Yeah. And obviously rhythms happen in sort of mundane things like work meetings and brushing your teeth but also life will throw big changes at us which require us to look at how we deal with them and I, I think we don't want to shy away from real life being a real thing that people face you know so some rhythms will be things that are difficult to understand or to process but that in equipping ourselves with smaller rhythms we sort of are equipping ourselves to deal with the really big stuff when and if that happens. I think that's exactly right. When we're not in those moments, we can be doing the prep work already so that when we find ourselves in chaos and the irregularity of pain or just craziness or whatever your situation is, that there's something familiar and safe. And I think that that's what makes a rhythm more than a routine is like a rhythm is familiar and it gives a sense of safety and steadiness. And that becomes, I think, even more important in the midst of turmoil. Yeah, because you talked about familiar loveliness. And I can't think of anything more comforting in a time of pain to have something that's familiar and something that's really solid that you can rely on. And, you know, even if it's something really mundane, having that bite of toast is something that's going to ground you and steady you in something that's really painful or, you know, it's, it's testing you. And so that I've never actually thought about it that way. That's, that's interesting. That's something little as a building block to help me deal with something big. Yeah, that's right. And I so I think that there will be rhythms, hopefully, that we already have that can help carry us and hold us through those times. But of course, there'll also be times when we will be creating new rhythms. And I again, I think that's why it's so helpful to be in this practice of slowing down, listening to ourselves, noticing what do we need to, you know, hold us and carry us through this and then intentionally 
find the magic that will do that. I'm curious to know where new rhythms come from and whether we have to be on the lookout for them if they happen to us. Yes, I think some definitely happen to us. Yeah. And yeah, we've already, I've talked about in my reflection, if you look out into nature, there's a lot that are happening around us that impact us directly. There are routines and patterns and habits that are placed on us because we're not in control of everything in our lives. And again, I think this is why it's so important that we are intentional about the ones that we can control and create because there's so much that does just happen to us. Whether we find them life-giving and lovely, the ones that are out of our control, that will depend, you know, on what just suits us personally. I'm trying to think, like, there's this lovely rhythm in my workplace where when we, go, when we know we're going into a really long meeting where we're going to have to be thinking creatively but quite strategically, one of my bosses will always bring coffees and he knows our coffee knows order. orders yeah. now. And yeah, so that's like a lovely rhythm that I'm not in control of, but I really enjoy because I'm yeah. a coffee person. But see, I've never thought of that as familiar loveliness, but even the idea of your boss knowing and having paid attention and identified Hannah gets a, are you, are you a flat white? I'm a flat white or if um, the coffee's not so good, I hide it with a caramel latte. Oh, yeah. Even your boss knowing that is that idea of familiar loveliness, that that's something that has will add us like sprinkles on top of your meeting, like powdered sugar, you know, on something that could have been really mundane and boring. Exactly. And because it's saying, I know you, and it's also saying, I know this is this could be hard. <laughs> yeah. So... I'm doing something now to look after us <laughs> yeah. doing, going through this. Like you said, it's something that we can prepare for and something that just happens to us. And one thing I think happens to us all is the changing of seasons. And you talked about that in your reflection as well, that the changing of the seasons is actually a really good marker or a good transition point for some of your rhythms changing. And yeah, I, I totally get that vibe. You know, some seasons really lend themselves well to particular styles of music or your food choice changes you know the, the winter soups come out and there's just something really synergetic if, is that a word synergetic oh, oh I don't know I'm, my gonna, uh, I'm pointing it now there's something synergetic <laughs> about the seasons changing and also us moving with them yeah and I think that they're like a great metaphor for like seasons of life that aren't like autumn winter spring summer you know but like um stress you know seasons of stress or whatever they are they're a great metaphor because there are things that we can do even in our not favorite seasons to embrace them and enjoy them so but say you didn't like winter there are things that you can do so like I always try and bring different greenery into my house depending on what season it is. I try to have different candles or smells even. So like food also helps with that, obviously. Types of things that I need in the winter are really different to summer. So I like have a really nice basket with all the things we need for making a fire. So again, rhythm. We have a heat pump, but I like building a fire because it's that slowing down. I, I enjoy doing that, even though I'm colder a bit longer while I make it. But it almost feels like you're earning the payoff a bit. You know, it's like you're putting the work in. It's like you're going out and hunting your own meal a bit. Yeah. There's something more delicious about a meal that you had to work for. Yeah, so maybe like a routine, maybe a routine prioritizes convenience, but a rhythm prioritizes something else. I think a rhythm prioritizes like the enjoyment. I like that. Yeah. Mundane things 
or even the phrasing around something being mundane is something we've created because it's repeated. But when did it become normal for repeated things to be mundane? Yeah, true. It's actually, it doesn't make sense. You can enjoy something that you do every day. In fact, lots of us do. I enjoy my breakfast every morning. Uh, Watch a young child. (laughs) They enjoy repeating almost everything. Yeah, And, and they don't, they get joy out of it. They get joy out of doing the same thing every day. Exactly, exactly. And of course, we live in New Zealand, if you haven't guessed already by the accents. And so our summer might look different to other people's summer, even the time of year or the fact that Christmas occurs over summer for us, which is a big change because we kind of see the Hallmark movies, right, with snowy winter Christmas in America. Yes, and feel sad that we don't experience that. Uh, uh, this could be its own podcast discussion, I think. <laughs> we should, okay, file that away. We'll file do it that. away. What, are we going to debate the merits on whether Hallmark movies are a good rhythm to follow? <laughs> I am tapping well, out of that have, one now. They have a clear formula. You could call that a rhythm. I would call that a routine, actually. <laughs> I think the rhythm is the uh, Hallmark Channel enjoying all of the streaming revenue from those movies, <laughs> all 5,000 that come out. So we've talked about rhythms. We've kind of dissected a little, a little bit about what a rhythm could look like in a really small sense, you know, something that happens day to day that we could view as a routine, but as something more than that. But I guess what we really want to hone in on is how do we, how do we get to where we, where we want to be? Well, for me, I'm in a season of feeling really stretched. Yeah. Um, probably stretched a bit too thin. And I don't feel bad saying that because I've been telling like my boss and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I just have a new puppy. We're starting a podcast. My work has been really intense because I live in community. There's a lot of other people to look after and there's been a lot of sickness. I've just been stretched really, really thin. And what I know about myself is I actually am my best self. I do my best work when I am doing really focused, deep work. I love that. So I need to find what are some rhythms for when I'm feeling you know, to help me in the overwhelm because I do feel stressed and stretched. And so that does a little bit, not completely boil over, but there are times in my day when I really feel it. And so that's telling me, okay, I need to find something that's going to hold me and carry me through this. So like, for instance, my morning rhythm's a great start, but maybe there's something in the middle of my work day, or maybe there's a rhythm around when I rush home and I'm cooking dinner, even just in all of those individual projects, what are rhythms that are going to help me? So for instance, working on this podcast, I've already made a little thing, which is that I've had a lot of fun setting up the room where we're recording. I feel like it's so rewarding to be able to sit here and chat about this because it's a culmination of us establishing a whole host of new rhythms to get to this point which I think is super exciting. And it's just proving to me that actually this concept is is something that's so, it's like universal. Yeah, I really like that. And I also really liked what you said about, like it's a universal idea, but obviously they're all personalized to us. And we were discussing this recently that sometimes we think that we need to make everything feel really universal, but actually it's the small, unique moments that often are most what people most gravitate towards and find 
like relevant and in common to them. And that just really makes me think of another thing that we want from this podcast is to like be able to build community with people who are also going after this goal. And so like, there's just a little plug, but like we genuinely want to be able to have conversation with people about what are your weird, unique little rhythms that bring you joy and add richness to your life? Because it'll be the thing that you think is totally unique to you that other people are going to go, oh my goodness, me too, I feel so seen. Yeah, you, it's like a good comedian, right, when they come out on stage and they are just saying the things that everyone thinks, but in a yes. way that's new or different. And that's so true. And I'm just so curious to know whether people are asking what am I doing with my life as much as I am? Because yes. I feel like I'm asking myself that question a lot and I really want to hear from people whether I'm just like broken or whether this is something that that people are asking. And so, yeah, we really want to hear from you. We've, we've set up a few ways that we can do that. Firstly, we've got our website, which is itsrhythms.com. And now we realize that this is a difficult word to spell, rhythms. Okay, so our website is it's rhythms.com. Perfect, because, yeah, we don't want anyone to feel like they're in a spelling bee when they're trying no, to find us online. No, it's a tricky one. So itsrhythms.com is where you can find us, and we will post uh, side content and things that are relevant to the shows. Yeah, that's right. And as well as the website, we know lots of you will already be on Instagram – great place to build community and so if you hop on to it's rhythms podcast on instagram um you're going to find we'll post there when episodes come out and um we'll put questions or um ways that we're encouraging you know the conversation to get started we'd love 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 you to comment or of course you can always dm us you can dm us about a specific episode or if you've got suggestions for episode topics we would love to hear those but yeah please hear us say we want this to be two-way conversation absolutely so find us there's another way they can find and us too chris speaking of questions if you're on spotify there's a special feature where you can ask us questions and hannah i've just seen that you can actually leave voice memos as well Ooh. So it would be really cool to get a few of those and we might even feature them on the episode. But I'm super excited to chase this with you, Hannah. I think that people will get a lot of value out of re-examining the rhythms in their lives. And we hope that at least in this first episode, you've been able to think of a rhythm that you either want to establish or change or to focus mm. on. And we want to hear about that. So let us know if there's a rhythm that's popped into your mind that you really want to focus on. Love it. Can't wait to hear. And Chris, I just want to say I'm so excited that we're now going to have a rhythm to our long, crazy conversations because I always enjoy them. You're such a wonderful conversation partner. And ditto to you, Hannah. I can't wait to see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Rhythms Podcast. For show notes, episode transcripts and more, remember... It's R-H-Y-T-H-M-S dot com. That's itsrhythms.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. It really helps us out. Plus, we want to hear from you. If there's a rhythm in your life you want us to talk about or a question you'd like to ask us about this episode or any others, please do get in touch. You can email us at therhythmspodcast at gmail.com you can DM us on Instagram at It's Rhythms Podcast, or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you use the Q&A feature. See you next time on the Rhythms Podcast.